Welcome to episode 65. Who's planning a C-section? If you are, you know someone who is, or you're a healthcare provider that touches the lives of people preparing for a cesarean birth, please listen up. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you have heard my never-ending talk about how we need to step up our game on helping women prepare and recover after birth. This not only helps people on an individual level, but it promotes proactive healthcare. If you aren't a regular listener of this podcast, come on! Listeners, I was recently introduced to a company called RxPx. Their initiative is sponsored by Health Canada as part of the Competitive Innovative Solutions Program. They're offering a free mobile-based support program for mothers who are expecting a C-section or those who might have to undergo an unplanned C-section. They're providing evidence-based content, live events with experts, and peer support so that nobody feels alone in this process. RxPx has worked alongside Health Canada, Interior Health, and a variety of specialists in British Columbia to develop this program. In today's podcast discussion, I discuss this initiative with founder and CEO, Linda Brown Gansert. We hope you take away a few things. First, that you download and check out the free app, you use it, ask questions, and provide feedback. Like anything new, we can't expect change if we don't do our part to participate and make it better for the next person. I will be hosting a live in-app event on November 29th to answer any of your questions about preparing for C-section from a physiotherapy point of view, so make sure you sign up before that date. The initial target audience is those preparing for C-section, but listen as Linda talks about RxPx's vision to also support those preparing for vaginal birth and everyone as they move through their postpartum journey. This is to come in the future. Here is to slow and steady change in healthcare. May we all work together to leave it a little bit better for the person after us. Now, in the nature of full disclosure, I am working as a consultant for RxPx to help them in this endeavor. All right, Linda, thank you so much for joining me out of your busy schedule today, because I know that you have a lot going on right now as you take over, um, you know, so many different things on your to-do list with your team. I am really looking forward to this discussion today because I obviously work with lots of different pregnant and postpartum women and hearing so many more that are having C-sections and, and really feeling a little bit um, unsure. They don't, they have a hard time finding places to get some of their questions answered. Some of them I'm hearing a lot of, um, I had an emergency C-section last time, and now I'm having a planned C-section. And I, this is different this time. I have more questions this time, and I don't really know where to turn because I can't, I don't know what to believe online. Um, my care providers understandably busy, um, but I feel like I really want them to be able to tell me some things. Um, I'm feeling nervous. I don't know what to do before. I don't know what to do after. And I know that what what you're trying to do along with your team is help to um, connect this group of clients or this population of people and help support them. So thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit more about this topic today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thanks for having us on today. 
Yeah. So will you start for, for the people that um, don't know kind of what you're all about? Will you tell us a little bit about who you are, this journey for you and what RxPx is looking to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm a uh, part geek and I'm part connector. So I love connecting people and I love using technology to do that. And I've done that for the better part of 30 years. And uh, where my journey came into digital health is, is, is probably something that a lot of the listeners can relate to. So I went through a complicated pregnancy and a number of fertility challenges, and it was definitely one of the most challenging period in, in, in my life. Um, it was uh, very lonely. It was difficult to find the information I needed. Um, I found that I was researching every night, trying to find other people with the same condition um, and, you know, wanting to connect. And, and it's a, you know, it's a bit better sort of 10 years later um, than it was at the time, but there's still like a lot of stigma and isolation. It's not something you're going to post on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, and you don't really know if your friends are going through that or not. And so that's where I started to think about um, what's now known as RxPx. And I had been working in the area of private mobile social networks for quite some time and really following the quantified self movement and looking at the evidence behind that. And thought, hmm, there's something here where, you know, patients really want to connect to other patients that are going through or have gone through the same thing, but in a way that's private and secure, where they own their own data, where there's an advertising, they're not being retargeted. Um, and they want information that they can trust. So evidence-based, um, you know, verified information that is particular to their, their circumstance, you know, and finally, they want some tools to help them with the day-to-day -day management Um as anyone with a health condition knows, there's a lot of things you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, I remember doing being in the lab two and three times a week and, you know, tracking different levels. Um, and so, you know, wanted to also help people with doing some of those jobs um, that they have to do on a day-to-day -day basis and making it easier. And so here we are. Um, now we we have RxPx in over 100 countries and 15 languages. Um, it has been designed specifically for healthcare, which means it's got all of the privacy and security and regulatory compliance that needs to be in place to be used as a healthcare app. And we are just absolutely, you know, delighted to be providing this support to any expectant mom, um, whether you're doing a planned C-section or, or unplanned or whether you're planning for natural birth. But it's really, you know, a place for any um, expectant uh, parent to come and, uh, and belong, find, you know, evidence-based information, connect with others, and really get um, the support that helps improve your overall outcomes. One of the things I hear too when you're talking is I, I feel there's this movement towards people having more autonomy in their healthcare too. And I think it used to be just that we had so much trust and not that we shouldn't, but I think people didn't ask questions or they didn't, they maybe weren't as interested in the why or tell me more. And I think now people want to know more about themselves. They want to put themselves a little bit more in the driver's seat of their healthcare and I think this is such a good way for people to kind of put the dots together, not only, like you said, to match them with other people going through similar um, process, but also to be able to kind of really, yeah, understand themselves better. 
Absolutely. Like the notion of, of, of patient empowerment is really, is really critical, right? Like how do you help people, you know, get the information that they need and understand their own, their own health conditions in a way that helps them better manage it. And, you know, I think we're seeing you know, our health system is just overloaded. You know, the doctor burnout is high um, shortage of nurses. Um, if you're living in a rural area, this is particularly difficult. Um, and, and especially if you're needing to work with a specialist of any kind. And so um, we are seeing a real movement to people wanting to understand their health, wanting to be empowered, wanting to have a partnership with their care team and their provider, um, and really, you know, start to take health into their own hands. Um, and, and that's a tremendously positive thing. Um, you just also want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that's private and safe and has information that's correct. I'm interested for you to share with everybody. I mean, how I became involved with this is um, I actually, you know, had some joint meetings with both your company and some people from Interior Health to be able to figure out how we can best implement this into our community. Because I myself, there's no pelvic health physios or there's no physios that support people preparing for birth or recovering after in the healthcare system here. It's just not... Um, a publicly funded position right now. And so anybody that wants to work with a physio to prepare or have guidance for recovery needs to reach out, you know, use their extended benefits or pay privately. And um, I know this is an initiative that Interior Health is looking to be part of as well in order to help serve the growing number of people. I know this started initially with those preparing for C-section. I know this is a surgery or this is a birth that's really, we're seeing increasing numbers. And so with that comes increasing the, the desire for increasing support. So I'm curious to know um, if you can talk a little bit about how, because I know that you're not looking for users just in the interior health region, but can you talk a little bit about what is going on specifically in interior health? Um, how, how is that separate from what's going on in Canada or the rest of the world? Just so for people understanding kind of what is, what is this about and who does this pertain to? Right. Yeah, great question. So I'll go back to the beginning a little bit, which is we are really fortunate to be selected um, by a program, a federal program called Innovative Solutions Canada, which really looks at taking, um, it's a competitive process of taking sort of the, the best of Canadian um, innovation and more broadly using it across the, the country. Um, and so as a part of being selected for that program, um, we were also sponsored by um, or supported by Health Canada. So they're the, um, the champions behind wanting to understand how this works, how it supports, um, you know, Canadians, um, but with a focus on in the interior health region, um, and especially with rural areas, right? Really understanding how do we improve access um, in rural areas? How do we improve, um, you know, patient support? How do we increase outcomes and overall, um, you know, wellness factors um, and, and health outcomes in, in particular in rural areas? Areas. And so as a part of that, we got involved with Interior Health and worked with them in terms of identifying some key priority areas that they really wanted to, um, to get involved with in terms of um, supporting patients before surgery. And this was, this was one of the areas. And it was just a really lovely combination because... Um, you know, the, at, the, at the top of it, the Innovative Solutions Canada is really looking for, you know, what what's innovative out in Canada that we want we want to see used more broadly. You know, Health Canada coming um, coming in and saying, yes, you know, we're 
we'd like to um, understand how this can be helpful to people in rural areas, um, as well as all Canadians, of course. And then um, the interior health region going, okay, great. You know, here's some priority areas that we have where we would like patients um, to have the support and the preparation um, from a pre-surgical perspective. So that's a lot of different partners, but it, you know, it takes a, a village uh, to raise a child and certainly takes a village to to um, raise a, a health tech innovation, but that's kind of the background of how it all came together. And for that reason, and because of that support and all those partners, you're able to offer this service at no cost to the user. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest points that I'm wanting to make is that I think sometimes it's hard for people to reach this support because in the past, it it hasn't been something that's part of their um, healthcare um you know, the movement through the system. So I think that it's very important to say that this is open to, um, to anybody, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when we started um, our XPX, we felt really strongly that it shouldn't be a paid, um, you know, a paid offering that um, anyone, you know, anyone dealing with a health condition has enough on their plate already, right? And so it has always been provided um, for free, ad free, you know, private, secure, um, and for not only for patients, but for caregivers and supporters as well. So um, it's a fairly broad, um, broad support. And then we the, the way that we are able to provide that is by working um, with either funding partners or sponsors, um, or different life sciences companies that want to provide that level of support um, to patients. Will you talk a little bit about, because I know there's a, an element of a research component. And um, whenever we talk about research, I think it's so important to know that you need users or you need you need experience to be able to talk. You know, we want to make change for the, for the better and for the long term. Can you talk a little bit about the research component and, and what that entails? Yeah, absolutely. And we um, we have a, a research area, a research partner in, in our company as well, because to your point, exactly, it's so important to understand, you know, what worked, what would we change? What was the patient experience? How do we keep innovating? Um, and for this project, we're really thrilled to be working um, with UBCO and the Center for Chronic Disease um, Prevention and Management with Dr. Kathleen Martin-Guinness and her team. Um, and is really digging into, you know, what what um what was the patient experience in using this app? Did people feel better prepared? Did they have more information? Um, did they have other support? Were they more able to access or navigate their way to access um, from a rural community? You know, so those sorts of things that we're looking um, at. And this is so important in terms of healthcare transformation, not only in Canada, but around the world, because the introduction of digital health is still pretty new um, in, in the entire world world. And so this type of research really helps us understand um, and share with everyone, um, you know, best practices, areas for improvement, key learnings. Um, and it's a really amazing way for patients to get involved with that transformation too. And what we so often hear, I can certainly relate to it myself. I mean, part of 
the journey here and creating RxPx was my own my own patient experience and wanting it to be better um, for the next person, wanting it to be different for the next person. And so we find that the the users that get involved um, with our research projects are are the same, right? They're like, okay, I want to help make this better for the next person. Or I want to share my experiences and what would have helped me, um, or I want to share, you know, what I benefited from, so that we can do more of um, of what we're offering. And so it's it's really easy. It's not a ton of time or a lot of work, um, but it's so important. And it's important to all of us as Canadians <laughs> in terms of understanding how we can best transform healthcare. And it's thought leadership that we can provide with the rest of the world too. And I, that was definitely something that I was really interested in when I was approached about this project is, of course, I have so much to share from a physio point of view. Um, and we talked, we did some brainstorming kind of with your team about how, how, what do people want to know and how do we put this out? And I definitely think that you're on the right track with, um, you know, for example, we're kicking it off in an, an in-app event where I'm going to provide some information from a physiotherapy point of view. What are your questions about preparation for C-section? We're starting with kind of that nugget of population is what are your questions? I'm here to answer questions about preparation from a physiotherapy point of view. But then I know that you're very interested in making sure that you create content that is applicable. And so from there, I know you plan to, um, please correct me if I have any of this wrong, Linda, but from there, I know your team is planning to create some different questionnaires and ask different questions so that people feel comfortable sharing. What do I feel that I want to know? And then from there, you'll source the appropriate source. Um, and I think it's really important how you're going about this is to making sure that the right people are involved. The, if we're talking about interior health specific, everybody having a C-section in this region will be connected with someone from interior health. I mean, you will be having your baby within the the um, hospital, you will be connected with an OBGYN. Um, and so being able to make sure that you tie in those sources because those are the people that our clients are working with and I love how you're making sure to be very mindful of that and going to the right source because I think right now there's with this desire to learn people are feeling they need to turn to sources like Google or Instagram or Facebook which can have great information but it's really hard to know what to believe and so I love how you're really interested in filling the holes as they come up but with evidence-based information and from the source um, that they're already connected to. Yeah. I think that's absolutely. really important for success. It really is. Right. And, and, you know, just thank you so much for doing um, the in-app event too, because I mean, physio is an area that I, you know, I think a lot of expectant moms don't even know about or think about, right. As a, um, as a resource and certainly having, you know, two, very large children, <laughs> you know, myself, I, I certainly wish I'd known, you know, more about, um, you know, pelvic floor and what to expect and all of those things you sort of learn by, um, by trial. And so, you know, that's exactly what we try to fast track in, in a way in, in the app is sometimes, um, 
you know, well, we do have quite a bit of uh, evidence-based content in there already in an entire program that's been um, developed and reviewed um, by clinicians. So, and, uh, and developed by our amazing content team. Um, so we do already have a ton of uh, information in there, but absolutely, like we, um, we want to understand what questions people have, you know, what they're searching for, um, and bring in those resources like, like you, right, bringing in those resources to really ask and answer targeted questions um, that might be gaps of information and really make a difference between, you know, someone having, um, you know, a, a good experience and a, and a bad experience um, uh, with their with their pregnancy. So um, that's a lot of what we do is, is content development, you know, evidence-based education um, and information and bringing in experts and QA, Q&As, um, based on what the community is needing. So basically right now people are can be signing up and downloading the app right now. So can you walk through for people that are listening? Um, and I'm hoping that this is reaching not only people preparing for C-section, but I know, like you said, Linda, you're, you're planning on growing to more of the whole perinatal spectrum. So people preparing for vaginal birth, people that might be having an um, unknown C-section and then the some suggestions for recovery after. But right now, like I said, we've been focusing on this cesarean planning group. And so can you walk anybody that's um, preparing for a C-section now, or maybe care providers that are working with this population, physios, doctors, midwives, um, mental health care providers, you name it, the ones that are touching these clients, how can we tell them to sign up for this amazing resource? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we have, um, in, in partnership with, um, with, uh, doctors OBGYNs in the interior health are already sharing the, the information with their patients, which is awesome. And they've been really involved in developing the program. So that's great. Um, certainly, um, working with others like, like you, Melissa, and getting the word out. Um, we've also been just doing, um, some direct, you know, communication with, um, the, the regional clinics, um, and letting people know and some social media as well. Um, it's really easy to get involved and any expectant mom is welcome. So, um, you know, whether you are planning for C-section, just want to know um, more about it, um, or whether you're not at all, and you just want to um, become a part of a great group of expectant parents, then, you know, come on in. It's really easy. You just download um, the app, you choose the um, preparing for C-section community, and away you go. So it's as simple as downloading any other app um, in your life and uh, with the added benefits of, you know, the privacy and security built in. Yeah. And like I mentioned again, one more time, there's an, an in-app event on the 29th. Uh, I don't remember if it's the 28th or the 29th. It's next Tuesday, whatever, November 28th or 29th um, at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. That's um, kind of when I will start talking then. Um, and can you speak then a little bit? Um, is there any type of deadline people have, Linda? Or I know right now you're really wanting to bring more people in. The more the merrier, the more information you gather, the more you can tailor it to people. Is there any type of deadline or anything that people need to kind of be mindful of? Of. Does the app become full? 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'd, we'd love everyone to come join right away. Um, it's a great community. There's a great community manager. There's some really interesting conversations and information being shared, and it's a safe and secure and private space. So really hope everyone will come uh, and join as, as soon as they can. We're certainly um, hoping to have a good handful of users um, before um, before the end of December so that we can really do a nice fulsome evaluation and research project, um, which will be so important to contributing um, to this field. So, you know, come on in and, you know, now um, as soon as you can, um, but certainly it's open and ongoing. So um, if, if you've just found out you're pregnant and you want to wait another month or two, that's okay as well. But we'd really hope that people will come and join and, you know, support a local innovation as well. It's pretty amazing that we've got this happening right in interior health and that we were you know chosen you know from across Canada to do this so really hope that people come and um, and participate listen thank you so much Linda and your whole team I know how hard it is to make any type of change in healthcare change is always slow and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing right and um I think that um it's 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 hard to implement change into such a structure and I appreciate all of your hours that you guys put into this and I hope that um, people do take advantage because you know you definitely need users for longevity I completely understand that to keep the project going is there anything else that we haven't talked about Linda that you think is valuable for the listener um, to know yeah, no, thank you so much, Melissa. It's been such a wonderful partnership working with you and learning from you. Um, and, and similarly with the, the other clinical leaders that we've been working with on this, it's been really um, just such a, a pleasure. So really looking forward to welcoming people um, into, into the app. And certainly um, there are other communities too. So if you're listening and, and maybe you're a caregiver or you're not expecting right now, um, we do have other communities open um, as well for different conditions so um, feel free to come and explore and check it out i'll make sure to link the app like how to find the app in the show notes and kind of the instructions to get into there and we obviously welcome any of your questions but thanks again for your time linda thank you keep up the important work you're doing melissa thank you and that's a wrap if you enjoyed this show would you pretty pretty please with a cherry on top review rate and share this podcast as it helps with gaining exposure For more information on how to work with me, visit my website, mommyberries.com. I'll see you next time.